All right. All right, Rachel. Well, well the final question we ask to listen, we do ask to you guys too. So let us know what you guys think. But w- Rachel, would you say we are? Um, we oh, let me redo this. Hello. <laughs> I know. Would you say we Lala? We think. Oh my gosh, we haven't done this in so long. I'm just glad we're not going to lose it, this recording. Is this Lala Bland yes, yes. or are we no, Lala, Lala Bland? Is that how you want to say? Yes, okay. I think so. Okay, All right, Rachel, do we say that this movie is a La La Bland or are we La La fans or stands? Hello and welcome to episode 79 of Theater Nerds. I'm your host, Rachel Jones. And I'm your other host, Taylor Reed. Theater Nerds is a podcast about our obsessions with theater, where we will explore all aspects of theater, musicals, and everything in between. This podcast is not set up to be a deep dive into technique or theater history, but we're hopeful that no matter if you're an enthusiast like us, or if you've only seen your Watermelon Festival's production of The Sound of Music Jr., you'll enjoy this podcast. So cue the orchestra and come nerd out with us. Do you put salt on your watermelon? Does, uh, we really want to know. Oh. That's what we want to know. Yeah. <laughs> mm. I heard someone the other day say they put salt and pepper on their watermelon. I thought that was what is interesting. Okay. I don't know. What country are we in? In case you guys didn't know, you can find us on all major podcast platforms. That's right. You can also, and you should, leave us a star mm. rating and review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. That's right. To find out more about this theater nerd cult, check us out at theaternerdpod.com, or you can also find us on Instagram and Twitter, X question mark, at theater nerd pod threads, as we said last week, and yeah, on Facebook at theater nerd podcast. <laughs> I don't know why I said <laughs> it like that. I'm so sorry. Pod podcast. I sounded like 80 years old there. <laughs> You know that thing that they call one of those people, they call it... That why Apple? Why are old people always from New York? They're all oh, I don't know. Hey, I don't know. Like, it's just old newsies, actually. Yeah, exactly. Just the cast of dudes. I would love to see a newsies with, with older people. I would love to. Sen- your senior living, living newsies, junior. Oh, my God. With the walkers, they do the, the whole tap number with yes. their walkers. Yes. Oh my god, Wait, I'm, I really feel like they could produce this. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, it's producers <laughs> meeting newsies. That's what it's doing. I'm ready. It's here. Yeah. I'm here for it. Mm. Wow. Well, everyone, welcome to our podcast. <laughs> Wait, you gotta do the last part in today's episode. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm keeping all that in. I was just waiting for you to do the last part. Why the fuck out? What are we doing? Yeah. <laughs> okay. In today's episode, we're discussing La La Bland. A La La Bland? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> in today's episode, we're La La Blanding. We're discussing La La Bland. <laughs> I like that. I like that. <laughs> Oh All right, God. Rachel. Here we are. Hey, Ty. Uh, 
recording. People, if you made it through yeah. the beginning of the podcast, <laughs> congratulations. Yeah. The tough part yeah. has over. You have succeeded yeah. on this Monday morning. You're doing as well. We, as we said on our first La La Bland, uh, the lame is La La Bland, unhinged because <laughs> this year we are unhinged and that, that intro was unhinged. Yeah, so, we need t-shirts that yeah. say unhinged. Soon to be so, on our Patreon. Hashtag unhinged. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag X. Hashtag, hashtag, hashtag. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, yes, here we are at the end of a, a long work week for both of us recording. Yes. In case you guys didn't know, Rachel and I have jobs outside of here. <laughs> um, it's true. It's, you probably can tell because, yeah. you know. You know, we talk about them during character of the week a lot. We're we like, do. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Yeah, it's true. But we're very excited for this episode. It's been a long awaited episode for us. True. Um, this specific film that we're going to talk about today. But first, before we get to our main event, we got to do the appetizer of the podcast. <laughs> I'm doing like, I'm doing like Sebastian doing, like, Crab Sebastian Hans for Crab. some reason. Yeah, I don't know why. Because crab is an appetizer, some crab dip. I don't know. Um, and we got to do our What's the Buzz segment. What's the buzz? Tell me what's happening. 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 What's the buzz? Do the shimmy. It's so unhinged already. It's so great. Oh, I love it. I love Guys, it. Guys, um, I just, we pretend like yeah. we can hear the music too. It's true. It's true. We do not play it live. We add it in afterwards. Yeah. Spoilers. Yeah. Spoilers. Um, Again, you know what's so funny? I just, anyway, I'm going to talk. The first thing we're going to talk about, which the, right when we finished recording last week, of course, a big news story happened. Again. Why does this always happen to us? God only knows what the story is going to be today. Yeah. Broadway World, which is the site we use most often for our news, really needs to talk to us. <laughs> I know. Say, we could do a, hey, yeah, they could give us some insider information here. Yeah. Well, yeah. a collab is better up. than how I was saying it. <laughs> how I was saying it was sounded illegal. Yeah. Sounded like invented for a reason, street. Rachel. <laughs> we need oh, some man. insider trading with yeah. theater news. So the first thing we're going to talk about, Linton Manuel Miranda, which we did talk about him in last week's episode, our 2008 Tony Awards Rewind. Uh, again, which would have been perfect because, come on, Broadway World. Um, so he, on, I guess, I don't know where this specifically came from, but I guess someone interviewed him. I probably should have read more into this. Someone interviewed him and asked him what he's working on. So we all know he's been working on a musical because he said mm -hmm. that like a couple months ago. And yeah. he is doing, apparently doing an adaptation of Saul Urich's 1965 novel, The Warriors. Have you heard of this book at all before? I don't think so, but I, you know, I didn't really look it up, honestly. I was like, oh, cool. Yeah, I did look it up. And um, first of all, one of the comments says, not me thinking this was about the warrior cats at first. <laughs> That's what I thought immediately. Yeah. But I was like, mm -hmm. that can't be re real because yeah. then we would be so close to my cat's revival dream. True. So, I mean, maybe Lynn will do a cat's revival. We don't know. Produced and directed by Lynn. Yeah, and he, pl and and he Lynn. plays all the parts. <laughs> and he is all the parts. Yeah. 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 I could see it. Um, yeah. uh, so apparently this is a novel based on, or, or I'm sorry, 
a novel that discusses like gang culture is what I read into. Um, and there's like a bunch of different gangs in different places, and they're like, I'm, I'm not really sure. That's kind of all I read into. Okay. <laughs> um, we'll find out when we see the musical. The the novel takes a closer look at the concepts of sexuality, reputation, family, and survival. So that's fun. There's a movie adaptation that was made in 1979. And I just think this is interesting because I've seen lots of interviews and heard them of Lynn when he created In the Heights is the reason why he, one of the reasons why he created it is because there wasn't a lot of Hispanic or Latino roles um, in musical theater that weren't, in gangs or like related to gangs like West Side Story. So then mm-hmm. he created in the Heights so that they would have more representation. And now he's like adapting a book that's all about gangs. I'm confused. Where's this guy? And of course he's going to have, because that's Lynn's thing is having, you know, minorities in his projects. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I don't know. I'm interested to see where this goes. As you know, I'm a big Lynn Stan. So We'll follow him till the like, could this be the next West Side Story, right? Like, is this true? Some kind of understanding of a Romeo and Juliet kind of trope, and that this really, or is it more? I mean, I don't know because clearly we haven't read the book. Or does it lean more Hamilton, where it's like more of a historical docu musical version Mm -hmm. of Mm -hmm. of it? of an event or of a like understanding of what has happened, what I, you know what I mean? His history. Yeah. It says here among the gangs are the Coney Island dominators and African-American Hispanic gang who are the central characters of the story. If Um, there is a song about Coney Island, I'm out. But it does say here gangs from all over the city signaled by a Beatles song on the radio. So it is newsies. Yeah. Okay. Apparently. Yeah. But gangs. Again. Newsies, but gangs. But, yeah. And in New York, which fits for Lynn, of course. I don't know. Yeah. I do find it interesting. Every, I, he was on um, the Blank Check podcast, which I highly recommend. We do, we do recommend other podcasts on this show, but, and I'm going to reference one later on, but, um, you know, if you do go to others, you just always have to stay with us. So listen to us first and then go listen to all the others. Um, but Blank Check with, um, uh, Griffin Newman and David Sims highly recommend this podcast. It is wonderful. And um, he, Lynn was on for, they did a Bob Fosse series and did all the movies of Bob, Bob Fosse. And Lynn was on for the, all that jazz movie. Hmm. And he talked about how among many things, wonderful episode. I've listened to it multiple times. Maybe I'll listen to it again, but um he talks about how he's basically going to do an, a huge pivot from Hamilton and in the Heights with whatever he's doing next. So, um, so it has to be for far enough away from right, those right. two. He's, mm-hmm. And he said like, I'm never going to touch history, like American history again. Like I've done that. Like, and he says that like one of the things he learned from Sondheim is to like really mm. diversify your like credits like really do something that's different every show is different which i find amazing so and we know that sondheim in the moment had shows that were flops true that's true and and like we talked about last week i mean in the heights was a huge success on broadway but it wasn't the mammoth that hamilton was and i think 
that's a trajectory. That's him going just up and up. But I think it'll it will be interesting to see what he does next because he's just such a theater mammoth at this point that and his show is like also like we said saving broad like it's one of the mm-hmm. shows that is like currently keeping broadway afloat that um yeah it's it'll be interesting to see what he does after which we you know we'll talk about when uh we'll when we see this uh this the when warriors maybe it won't even be called the warriors we'll have to see yeah yeah when we yeah. hear more for sure. Next, let's talk about this uh, funny girl stuff, Rachel. Yeah, funny girl oh recouped. It's funny girl. The Broadway revival recouped its yes. investment weeks before it's closing. Yeah. Right. Yes. When is it closed? Mm-hmm. Soon, right? Yeah, soon. Um, I saw the wait. Sorry, let me. But so that means that it has gotten the Broadway the investment that it had put in. To have the show, mm. it has gotten that yeah. back. Yeah, September third. Basically, is when it's, it's making money now. So we yes. talk. We we say September third. Thank you. We say yeah. a lot about how, well, we maybe don't say enough. So we'll we'll work on this. But we, mm. I think, sometimes our language is that it's making money on ticket sales. But the reality is, oh, most shows are losing money until they True. recoup their investment. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then they're then they're making money. If that Much like sense. this podcast. <laughs> Much like this podcast, we are we will eventually recoup our investment. Yeah, and I do love that Lee Michelle posted this um, this article and said in all caps, "Boom, boom." That's it. That was it. That's my favorite yeah. part. Boom. Yeah. yeah. And then one of the comments on the Broadway world says, cool, period. Now publicly apologize to Beanie. She helped you get there. God, we love the comment section. It's also unhinged. Speaking of something I personally find a little strange, I'm moving Mm. on from the recouping, um, was this was announced a few days ago as of recording this, that Academy Award winner Angelina Jolie has mm-hmm. joined the production and producing team of Broadway, Broadway's new show that's coming, The Outsiders. I yes. just find that interesting. Like, what? I, I mean, I didn't read into this very much about like why or like how closely related mm-hmm. she's been to this team already. But right. it, it was a weird announcement to me. I'm like, this is interesting now that it's going. Obviously, um, another little Broadway tidbit about business. When shows move from off-Broadway or regionally to Broadway, they often ask for more producers to come on Correct. Um, yeah. if they haven't already planned for a Broadway run. So some out-of-towners have producers on there who mm. desire for it to try to go to Broadway anyway. And so their investment is already higher because we know that we're trying to spend enough money to go to Broadway and spend money yeah. to be on Broadway. But sometimes when shows are successful and they want to go to Broadway, they have to acquire some more producers who help mm. give money to the show itself. And so obviously she is a woman of a lot of talent and a lot of financial well means. Mm. So yeah. I but I didn't Again, know if there was something on her end where she was like, I really love this show or something. Well, she may have a court. It premiered at the La Jolla Playhouse. Um, this past season and it extended for a month due to popular demand 
which was exciting. But um, again, these uh, Broadway World comments, just thinking exactly what I was going to say. Um, someone says, these actors are desperate for their EGOT these days. Ah! <laughs> which is exactly what I was going to say, I'm is that crying. she's just trying to go for an EGOT. Um, this show, Not you says, being, being malicious like that, and I'm over here like, maybe she just really liked the show. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Um, this it says here set in, in Tulsa, Oklahoma, in the 1967, the hardened hearts uh, and aching souls of Pony Boy Curtis Johnny Cade in their chosen family of outsiders. I didn't, I haven't read the book. I didn't know it was Isn't based, it based on the book. Isn't it based off of the book? Yes, it yeah, is based right? on the book. Okay, yeah. perfect. And Francis Ford the Coppola book, is mo- movie. Most of us read this book in high school as required reading. Okay, I did not. So maybe I'll need to read it. Yeah, I do think, um, yeah, I mean, it's not unusual, especially something like Strange Loop had a lot of um, well-known producers like Jennifer yeah. Hudson and um, wasn't, there were others too. Weren't there like other people that got Tonys for that? I, mm-hmm. I forgot. Rachel will look it up. But um, speaking, um, we'll do some openings right now. So the... Uh, I believe this was last night. The as of recording this, um, the shark is broken open on Broadway with Colin Donnell and Ian Shaw and of course Alex Brightman. Um, and I've heard wonderful things about it. The reviews were very good. I had people. The photos look um, amazing. Yes, the photo, the makeup alone looks incredible. Um, and the I've had a lot of actors that I follow go and see it and said that it was very good. Um, and I do, I find it interesting that plays all almost always have these like really small casts. Like it's just the three of them in this cast. And I don't know. I find that fascinating. I was going to go back to producers of a mm, strange. Yes. Yeah, of course there were many producers, mm. but um, some of the more famous producers, RuPaul, Alan Cumming and Billy Porter wow. um, are part of that. Also Ben, Ben, Pasek and Paul also. Right. Um, oh, right, right, right. Yes. Yes. So lots of, lots of people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. but I, it doesn't tell me if they, if they came on when the, when they came on as producers. Mm-hmm. Right. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Exciting. Um, of course this past week, um, high school musical, the musical, the series premiered, um, on Disney plus, yeah. um, we're very excited for that. We'll have some fun stuff to talk about that in the coming weeks. Also this week, I think it might've been today as of recording this, we got, very interesting casting announcement mm-hmm. from yeah. um, the Irish Repertory Theater, which is in New York. Um, it's an off-Broadway theater. And Matthew Broderick, mm-hmm. Brooke Shields, Jay Smith Cameron, Victor Garber, and a lot more of the ca- the full casting was announced, I believe, are going to start yeah. in Love Letters. Mm. Yes, I and saw this. I don't know what this is about, but when you look at the cast, you're like, "This is crazy." It is crazy that all also these people are going to be all these famous white people. But yes, yes. <laughs> I mean, it is at the Irish Rep. So I mean, just just, just <laughs> throwing that out there for your yeah, just everyone. throwing that out there. Um, we got new photos of. Mulan Rouge with Casey Cott in them oh. and Courtney Reed. So and he's they look looking so great. So good. 
Yeah, Courtney Reed in particular looks great. Yeah. Casey Cott is looking like Casey Cott. <laughs> Casey Cott looks like how he always does. Yeah. And then um, new MJ uh, national tour. Um, this I had a combo with my mom this week about MJ, and she was like, "My friend, my friend, love this show." My mom doesn't have that big of an accent. My friend, yeah, I was gonna my say, friend. "What are you doing um, there?" My mom's in shucks now. Um, and <laughs> she was, and I was like, "Yeah, I don't know how I've, we Rachel and I have some thoughts about that show." And she was like, "Why?" And I was like, "Well, MJ as a person wasn't that great." She was like, "Oh, those rumors weren't true." And I was like. Rumors? Okay. <laughs> you mean the evidence, the documentary, I know, I know. the l- I legality? I, I, I just left it. I just left it. I was like, oh my goodness. She's gonna listen to this and she's gonna message me. I'm sorry, yeah. Mrs. Reed, but come on now. Yeah. Um, and then before we get to our last thing, of course, shouting out Lynn again, the Hamilton Ghost Digital with Revolutionary Roblox experience. <laughs> I just had to shout this out. That's so I fun. Can't. It's too yeah. much for me. Getting more kids into Hamilton by Roblox. Do you know how many kids play Roblox? It's a lot. I don't. But yeah. probably everyone you work with. True. True. All right, Rachel, bring us home with this <laughs> final piece of news that we will have many things to say. Okay. Last but certainly not least, I think a few weeks ago, maybe last week, we were talking about how Monty Python spam a lot, the which what recently ran at the Kennedy Center is now being transferred to Broadway. It's going to come back. It's a revival on Broadway and it starts in October. And we were like, who could possibly be cast in this? And I said something like, who did I say that um, Christian Borle was going to return? Christian Borle. Like, maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it was amazing because not long after we had that conversation, we got some, but not all, of the casting decisions. And I yep. just want to name a few of them, and then we can have a quick discussion about why this is so incredible. Um, Christopher Fitzgerald is going to be Patsy. Um, James Monroe Iglehart will be King Arthur, which coming from the Kennedy Center. Leslie Rodriguez Kreitzer will be uh, the Lady of the Lake. Also, she was in the Kennedy Center version. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how to say Jimmy's last name. Smalgula? Smalgula? Smalgula, but he's yeah. Sir Bedivere. Um, And then Michael Yuri, amazing, coming as Sir Robin. Yeah. Um, Nick Walker coming as Sir Galahad. Galahad? Is that how you mm-hmm. say his name? Then we don't know who Sir Lancelot is, so I'm still holding out hope that maybe For Christian, Christian Borough. But the best news <laughs> came to us the as most, the, uh, yeah. the most unhinged version of this. The yes. historian and Prince Herbert is none other than Ethan Slater. <laughs> oh my gosh. So crazy. <laughs> this is so wild. And, yeah. and and then, you want to name who was this character before Taylor in the in the most recent version on Broadway? I don't know. Christian Brule. Oh, oh, that's right, that's right. Yeah. And you know what? At the time, this was right after he <laughs> uh, broke up his marriage because oh, he right. was unfaithful it's <laughs> to another person whom he was wow. in the show with. Wow. So I just want the yeah. record to reflect here. Keep that an upcoming episode we're going to do on Whoever <laughs> was doing this casting, either they had yeah. an in and they knew what was happening, or they did mm-hmm. this immediately after the news about Ethan Slater and Ariana Grande went. Yeah. Well, I'm guessing this news 
this casting happened before the Ariana Grande. You would Ethan. think. You would yeah. think. But this is just yeah. so serendipitous. Yeah. It's just it's so crazy. Too much. It's so crazy. Um, I do want to say again, these comments are everything on Broadway World. <laughs> Someone says, I love the people on here canceling Ethan Slater and Broadway is full of well-documented cases of infidelity and scandal. They're that's their personal adult life. They are actors. They are all adults. Move on. Move on. Someone said, um, Sir Spongebob Grande in the house. They <laughs> 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 did not just cast Spongebob in this. Oh, my gosh. Um, wow. Someone says, It's just so life. good. I just, I just truly, but also this cast is freaking yeah. stacked. Yeah, it's going to be stacked. so funny. Yeah. I need to go. I will pee my pants. You know, I was thinking mm-hmm. as this is coming, the only, the only threat in my mind to this, to not to the success of this show, but I think that this show poses a threat to Shucked because it's similar, like mm. funny, like making fun of oneself. Although I think right. Shucked has maybe a little bit more of a storyline that feels good. Um, mm-hmm. This is just like, just complete and utter chaos and fun. Um, yeah. And I'm, I, I mean, I think that this is the kind of show that people want. Obviously, it came from a Kennedy Center mm-hmm. brief stint, which means yeah. that they they thought, yes, it was successful mm-hmm. enough. They pulled enough to think that it should go to Broadway. And I think with this cast, it's freaking stacked. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. and even to think about the previous one, which was also stacked. Yes, um, also, which I so. saw. Which you did see. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember? Yeah, so of course I remember. I, I remember because of the dad, the dad also from yes, the from dad. heaven. Yes, the Hashtag right. C, we canceled people. Right. Um, yeah. But yeah, so it was canceled really. People in both were, productions. <laughs> okay, well, yeah. Ethan Slater hasn't done nearly as True. much as that. So True. we're, You're right. You're right. we're and we, okay. listen, people cheat all the time and. We are also brought, don't know yeah, the story. Yeah. Actors, we don't know. True, we do like, not. is it his yeah. fault? We will never know. We are not True. in the relationship. We still love we Ethan Slater. No but say. you know what it's giving though it's giving the move that movie that um zendaya is gonna be in with the oh, with Mike Dice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so like could we have yeah. that but for this situation yeah yeah for <laughs> sure later i love that i love that well, oh so much buzz you to heard talk it here. about you heard it here first rachel and i were there front but... row yeah front row um spam a lot spam a lot spam which a lot. i've never seen so Fine True Girl. Preview starting October 31st, or performances starting October 31st. That's exciting. On Halloween, everyone can dress up as their favorite Spam a lot character. So obviously. obviously. Lady of the Lake. Come on now. Yeah. Um, well, let's go ahead and transition to our Lala Bland, which is very exciting. This is our series. On, yeah, there's no music. Um, mm-hmm. This is our series on movie musicals, and we are, of course, today talking about the current movie musical in theaters, if you can find it, <laughs> Mirror You, um, which we've been talking about for the last couple of weeks. We were going to do one a little bit closer to our theater camp experiences, but I had to find a showing of it. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and of course, this is theater camp, which is very theater exciting. Camp. Theater camp. So Adirondacks. Um, Adirondacks. Yeah. Give our regards to Broadway. 
favorite. Yeah, yeah. So good. So I love the little dance. Oh, so good. Oh, um, yeah. This is, of course, the... Well, this is the series where we do talk about movie musicals. Of course, La La Bland, a take on La La Land, in case, you know, no no one didn't know. But this, we, of course, talking about the 2023 musical comedy film. This is based on the theater camp short that was released in 2015, which, sidebar here... I scour the interwebs to find this short, and it you is couldn't. nowhere to be found. I cannot find it. Which I, I was a little I sad haven't about. watched it. You've never seen it? Mm-mm. Whoa, I've seen it. It's great. It's really, really funny. But it's the, they took it off the internet. I don't know why. It's like They, they said, not today. Yeah. Only yeah, our like, theater camp. Yes, they wanted people to go see the movie, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. This was released on July 14th of this year, 2023, of Our Good Lord, uh, in <laughs> in limited release, and it's been gradually getting more screens. Rachel, would you like to guess the Rotten Tomato score of this film, oh, of critics? Absolutely. And this is out of, tw- out of 100? It is a percentage? Yes, or this is, is this- out of 100. This is a percentage. This is for critics only, so not audiences. 60%? 61%. No. Ooh, you shot low and this is has an 84%. Oh my gosh. That's so good. Okay. Yeah, it's okay. actually very well received from critics. However, interestingly enough, only has an 80% with audiences. Yeah. So, that's interesting. But I really wasn't sure how critics were going to feel about it. Yeah. They, it did it it and it's done pretty well at the box office, which we will talk about because I will bring that up. Um, this movie had its world premiere at Sundance this past year, um, Sundance Film Festival, um, in technically in January. Yes, which I was going into actually because they they do. I don't know if they're going to continue to do it, but they do. They've been doing like an online Sundance, and you can buy the movie and watch mm-hmm. it if you want to. And I almost did that with this because I really wanted to see it. Um, but I decided to to hold out and watch it in the theater. Um, yeah, we're I'm very excited to talk about this. Rachel and I've been talking about this for a while, and yeah, we're I'm very excited. I love it. Yeah. Um, Taylor, I want I want to get here's what I want to know about your great. I want uh, there are a few things I want to know. Um, mm-hmm. I want to know. When you were going to see the show, what you thought the show was about? I was surprised by a few things. Um, I do want to say at the top, we are going to spoil this movie too. Like oh, yes. we are going to talk about the plot. If you have yeah. not seen it, go watch the movie and pause here. Back. Pause here. Yes, and go watch it, and mm-hmm. then come back. It's wonderful. Amazing. Um, because I've seen the short, I kind of knew the vibe. That the and and from the trailers, of course, I kind of knew the vibe that they were going for, which was like mockumentary style ish, like funny enough, kind of like High School Musical, the musical, the series, (laughs) um, or The Office, or things like that. Yeah, Yeah. but less cringy, cringy, but less Um, cringy. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'd say this is less cringy than High School Musical, the musical, for sure, but we're also adults, true, and. I knew it was, yeah, so knowing the vibe of the short, I knew, but I didn't realize how much of a, especially going, I listened to one review of these people I listened to, and they kind of talked about 
they themselves were kind of talking about how they just kind of bring it all together real quick at the end, but which they do, but also I do, I didn't realize how much narrative there was going to be. There's lots of narrative to it, even though I learned, which we will talk about, there really wasn't a script for this movie, which is wild. It's so crazy, but the narrative is there. Like there is a, there is a string of a storyline in this entire movie, which I find very impressive. Um, but yeah, so I, I mean, I kind of knew the gist, but the very beginning of the movie, I was so shocked. Like, I legitimately was like, what? And the the thing that the whole musical is about, I did not know. I really wanted to come clean because I knew they had written an original musical for the musical that the theater is doing, which we will get into. But I did not know that. And that surprised me. It, that That whole plot line surprised me. So mm-hmm. what about you? Yeah, I felt like it was going to be a Napoleon Dynamite meets Oh yeah, that's a good High yeah. School Musical the music Juno Napoleon Dynamite meets High School Musical mm. the musical the series. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was going to be, you know, around the stress of camp. Like I thought the narrative, I knew that the narrative might focus on the two teachers who are most central to this right. and also our producers on this which are the actors. Yes. Or are the and director of and Molly, writer, yeah, yeah, of Molly and yeah. Gordon and uh, Ben Platt. But I wasn't sure. Um, but that's what I thought. And then, as Taylor was saying, there are some things related to comp- other narrative um, that really relate to why everything's happening. And I find that mm-hmm. really, really cool. Yeah, for sure. Let's talk about our experiences going to this see film. the show. Okay. Yeah. So. Um, Rachel, talk about where you saw this, how you saw it. Obviously, we both saw it in the theater, but talk about the experience of seeing I know you saw it with friends. Yeah, I saw it with a friend. Um, so unlike Taylor, it did it did come out like a week later here in Nashville, but it has still been playing in multiple theaters. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been playing it the first night it was in Nashville. I went to see it with one of my friends. Um, Mm -hmm. And she is a theater person and I'm a theater person and the theater, the cinema was packed. Wow, that's great. Yeah, because it was the first night and I kept thinking, oh, there's not going to be anyone. We were one of the first two there Mm -hmm. and then it just kept filling up and filling up. And um, yeah, it was a normal movie experience, except we all audibly laughed at multiple parts where I was like, yes. That's what I was going to say. Did you laugh? You know that like, was it a communal laughing experience? I think yeah. we all laughed at different points at certain times because there are such things that mm-hmm. there's so much that resonates with you yeah. as a potential theater person differently, right? Like, because you might have low key trauma or mm-hmm. a memory of something that looks exactly like that, but I don't, but I know yeah. that that's what's happened. But then I laugh at a different part, right. but yeah, it was a normal movie experience. I had my little snacks. Also, this was the third movie I had seen in a row that week. True. I started the week off with Barbie. I saw Oppenheimer on Tuesday and then <laughs> on Thursday I saw this movie. So it was yeah. like a lot of movies Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that it's on, like, in my mind, it's on par with those other two movies in mm-hmm. terms of the quality of the film mm-hmm. and what, like, it's a movie I would watch ritually. I would probably watch it every year. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's just so, fun. It, 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 it will become my comfort movie. Mm-hmm. I was telling Rachel that the vibe of it seemed like Tick, Tick, Boom, even before going into it. And it does kind of have that, like, 
and again, I mean, it, it is an indie film. They made this movie on a very low budget. Like, and I will Which talk about. Really I learned. Incredible. Yeah, I learned that they lo- They were there was a point they weren't going to make the movie. Like, there's lots of things that happened in the making of this movie, which also I feel like is interesting because when you look at the plot of the film, it's very similar to actually how the movie ended up becoming made. It's it's really yeah. is art imitating life. It's very interesting. Um, my theater experience was very different than Rachel's. I oh, had to drive. <laughs> I had to drive two hours to go see this movie because it was not playing. And I asked my movie theater that I go to all the time, multiple times when they were showing this, and they gave me different answers. And the last one was, "We're not showing it at all." <laughs> um, so God. I drove two hours to Richmond, and thankfully I had family there so i went and saw them and then went and saw this movie at 11 a.m on a sunday and there was absolutely no one there (laughs) and i was by myself in the theater i sat i ordered a i I had booked a seat that was higher up and then i was like why am i doing this i went down and put my feet on the bars and watched it closer (laughs) and it was wonderful i laughed out loud several times during this movie it is very funny um and yeah, I, I, it was very, there were definitely moments where I was like, man, this would be so fun with like a big crowd. Um, mm. And it would and, be so fun to take your, your like show, like yeah. our CYT show or like our high school show or whatever, mm-hmm. like after, you know, when uh, after opening night or whatever, when we go to have yeah. chips and french fries and cheese right. and all the things that we've been told we shouldn't eat at all for the, the run of the show and we go and have that mm-hmm. and we talk our voices off that's it, this would have been the perfect show to see with them yeah for sure for sure and um it was it it's a it's a really fun it's a well done well made film um what yeah. we have not talked about which we rachel mentioned of course directed by molly gordon and nick lieberman written by the these four best friends noah galvin molly gordon nick lieberman and ben platt um, like I said, based on the short film that was written by them. And I listened to a couple interviews and some podcasts with Noah and Ben today before we recorded. And there's a lot of love for this um, material. There's a lot of, I mean, obviously Noah and Ben were on Broadway, have been on Broadway. And then Molly has been, you've seen Molly perform. I assume. Yeah, I've Malice seen all heart. three. Oh, I've and seen all three yeah. of these. Yeah. People perform yeah. live. Yeah. And um, and Ben and Noah are a correct. couple. Yeah, yes. they're engaged. There's a great people.com interview of their about their relationship, which we will link in the show notes. And I'm so also going to reference some other things that um, we'll link in the show notes as well. Um, but yeah, you can sense like the love and the joy. I mean, they talk about in these interviews about how like when you really truly love something, you can make fun of it because mm. that's like, and, and they talk about how like theater people just take things so seriously that it's so funny. And like that, like that just is what it is. And yeah. that's the whole movie. I mean, it's that's what so it is. Funny. It is true. Yeah. yeah. Um, I have a little synopsis paragraph that I ripped off from Wikipedia that I can read. Um, of the movie. Wait, let's try. You try to recap it, and then let's see if there's anything. And I'll recap it, and then we'll see. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Oh, Both recapping. of us recap. Yeah. You start. You do it, and then okay, if well, there's anything you missed. My... 
Yeah, well, this is, again, the thing that we were referring to at the very beginning is this is about, it opens up with these two women, <laughs> older women in front of a high school about, like, they're, like, they're, like, trying to get people to come to their camp, the camp, mm-hmm. and they're also going to see a high school production of, by, or I guess middle school production. Middle school? Yes, because they do reference that, of Bye Bye Birdie. And during the show, one of the characters, Joan, um, has a seizure (laughs) and passes out in the middle of it due to the strobe lights, due to the strobe lights. I'm sincere, honestly sincere. This is the song that's happening in the background. Yes, and Joan is the owner of the camp and she goes into a coma. And this is the thing I I was like, what? I had no I idea. I'm yeah. laughing and mm-hmm. I literally laughed in the theater and then I realized, oh shit, she's actually in a coma. Yes, like I thought yes. it was going to be like, ha ha, you know, yeah. so you know? funny, so funny. Oh, and, and the fact that it's during that song, it, oh, it's so good. <laughs> so good. So, um, because of this, her son, the bro son, um, who is um, Troy Rubinsky, Troy Rubinsky. Um, played by Jimmy um, Tatro, um, who it has to take over as the head of the camp for the summer, and um, Ben Platt and Molly Gordon, who play <laughs> Rebecca Diane and Amos Klobuchar. So yeah. good. The the uh, the Rebecca Diane thing. I just can't. I love it so <laughs> much. Diane. I love it. That name is so funny. I don't know why. Anyway, so brilliant. Um, they are the music teacher and the acting teacher, respectively. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's also Noah Galvin who plays Glenn Wintrip, who is a stage manager. Not to be confused with Winthrop. Yes. So then Owen Thiele. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, Nathan. Nathan Lee Graham plays the choreographer and AO. Uh, how do you say her last name? Edda Beery. Yes, Edda Plays a for hire, like mask and stage combat. Um, Which is amazing because essentially, essentially they've, they're trying to cut, like Troy is trying to cut down costs on like mm-hmm. operating the camp because he realizes yeah. he's inherited a big debt. And yes. um, one of the ways he does that is by cutting like eight teachers, eight of the, like the extra quote unquote teachers, yeah. like who do, mm-hmm. you know, mask stuff and like, stage mm-hmm. combat and all these other, other things yeah. like fencing and stuff or whatever Amazing. it is. And um, Janet, the character she comes in she's like yeah i can totally do that and she it says like lied on her resume and whatever mm. and so the whole time she's just trying to pretend that she knows what's what's happening and i find that yeah. really funny and then owen Thiele plays the costumer who talks does all the costumes and mm. it's basically about all and then there's a bunch of kids in the cast which we will talk about um there are all these kids going to this theater camp and then putting on an original show that ben platt and molly gordon's characters write and the musical that they're writing about is about joan the owner of the camp and her life <laughs> who's currently and in a coma yes who's currently in a coma and it's called joan still <laughs> amazing and um <gasps> yeah the hijinks ensue <laughs> and it's all about so i know funny. it's so good it's so good <laughs> And um, it's just about the theater camp life. And there's lots of other plot lines, but you guys should go see it. 
But my favorite, completely spoiling, 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 skip ahead yeah. like 30 to 45 seconds. You know, if completely you spoiling it. it is the end when Noah Galvin's character has to take over for the main role, Joan. Yeah. And so he dressed in drag is Joan. Mm-hmm. And it is just absolutely wonderful. Like the whole, like it's just because you yeah. always, you just are wondering mm-hmm. when he's going to fully come in to this moment mm-hmm. and he is the low-key hero um and it's really funny anyway and the camp gets saved that's the whole point yeah they save yeah. the camp yeah i think i mean since you brought it up we can definitely talk about it here i love how they address the dragon this show it's not like uh you know we've been we did that whole episode on dragon shows if you missed it go back and listen to it but I do. I love that it's very nonchalant. It's not like a big deal. It's very yeah. casual and it's very like earned, and it's very like not making fun of any anyone or anything. Um, and it's very praised, which I like. And Noah Galvin kills it. Oh man, he so kills good. it. Yeah. You're yeah. like, wait, he's the most talented person here. Yeah, yeah. So, what did you think of like? The plot overall. I mean, the plot is basically them trying to save the camp. Troy's trying to, you know, he's he's losing money. He's trying to save the camp. Um, and then also there's they cut to like rehearsals and different theater classes in between. Yeah. And Ben Plot and Molly Gordon are also trying to write this show, but Molly Gordon's also and having relational conflict. Yes, is trying <laughs> to is trying to audition for this cruise, which we find out. And it's so good. Oh, oh, it's so funny. And what I do love is the show. I think the movie does open with clips of little Ben Platt and Molly no, Gordon. Yeah, I they're think. actually yes. they're actually them. Yes. Yeah. And they set this conflict up of them being of um them being in love with each other and Molly Gordon has basically loves Ben Platt, but he came out to her when they were in a show when they were little. And so they can't obviously can't be together because he likes men. So, yeah. um, and now they're, and now they're just like family. They're like yes, best friends. Yes. They are. But there still say, is co-dependent. that. Yes. They are it's because they're yeah. enmeshed. They're enmeshed. Yeah. I don't, but think I think that conflict because... is still there. I think Rebecca yeah, Daniels I... still definitely has feelings. No, I think I it's a know. codependency. I don't. I yeah. don't think it's. Ro- I don't think it's romantic. I think it's like now mm-hmm. they're just like so. They are each other's lifeline. Yeah, that's true. Well, and Molly Gordon and Rebecca Diane is trying to leave the nest, and yeah. Ben Platt doesn't want her to because they both. There's a little plot line of her. They both auditioned for Juilliard, and Amos Ben Platt screwed up his audition and. You find out that Molly Gordon's character, Rebecca Diane, got a call back but decided not to go because she didn't want to, you know, make Her Ben Platt feel feeling. bad. Yeah. So anyway, what did you think of the plot Crazy. of this? There's a lot going on. Yeah, I was going to say there's a lot going on. And I was like, mm-hmm. how are we? This is There are a lot of plates spinning. Um, yeah. But it also keeps the energy so high the whole time mm-hmm. in like a good way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I just found it so funny. Um, yeah. It's never boring. It's never boring. It is never boring yeah. for a musical theater related movie. I wanted more songs. Okay. I needed some yeah. more singing. Mm-hmm. Um But I liked the chaotic nature of it. I liked the mockumentary style and mm-hmm. I would say 
there were a few plot points that just kind of got lost, like the one of um, the teacher. What's her name? Um, hold on. Uh, Janet, like of her not knowing anything, like we kind of got like yeah. it, there were some things played for comedy, but others mm-hmm. that weren't. And I I want this will relate to my MVP, so I don't want to spoil too much. Mm. Um, but I know that they did a lot more with some of those scenes and then they cut them. Right. And so I I would have liked to see some more of like the actual classes because it's really hard to understand how much time has gone by. That's my one complaint about the show is I don't really understand mm-hmm. how how much time is going by. Are there weeks? I think they said it like twice, but it's really hard for me to know like yeah, how I think many it's like days three have or been. four weeks altogether. Right. Right. But yeah. it's a little confusing in terms mm-hmm. of that. But um no, I love I love this plot. It's so funny because a lot yeah. of it feels so relatable. Um and mm-hmm. also so outrageous and also yeah. everything that theater camp is. There's just so much of it that caught me off guard. The whole plot line about Joan caught yeah, me so that really off guard. Did. The fact that, that the mu- the musical that they wrote is about Joan also. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's me. really genius to do an original musical because then it gets like you get to see you get to experience the musical in real time like mm-hmm. you to you see them rehearsing stuff but to experience and I love that they showed the whole musical in most of the whole musical in the end like yeah. that was really great um, I'm wondering if you, you felt because now that I listened to interviews back after watching it that the there was a like script outline but there's a lot of improvisation they did on the set a lot of you know there was a there was like an outline of a script but there wasn't really a full-fledged script which I find interesting like maybe they would like tell people where they want it to go or like this is the general plot of what we're wanting but then they just tell their actors like this like you can kind of take it anywhere we'll see where it goes Uh, did you feel that at all because I didn't really I felt like it was very smooth actually but I think it was smooth but I think part of that is because it's so you know um last week to spoil something else the mojo do mojo dojo casa house Right. And Barbie, like every time at at that point at at the end when Barbie is pretending to want to go out with Ken or whatever. Um right. and he's Ryan Gosling's character, Ken, goes behind the thing and says a different word each time. And mm-hmm. like he they ended up with the cut that said sublime, which is so funny. So but good. Yeah. I think that com I really think that comedy, mm-hmm. real comedy, is only translatable when some of it is improv like I think that because it just it feels like you're reacting it doesn't feel like it's rehearsed and 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 some comedy actors in like comedies will say that like they barely look at their their lines until like the day of because they don't want it to be rehearsed they don't want it to feel Mm. rehearsed Mm. um so I didn't feel like the plot was like or like anything was so overwhelmingly like who did you guys do this in a fever dream um like I saw what was that movie with oh shoot it was like gem the diamonds movie cut rough cut or whatever (laughs) oh what's his face Adam Sandler was in it right before COVID when Cats the musical oh uncut gems uncut Uncut gems Gems. felt like an acid trip and I was like who did this movie. this this felt like it was reactive. And so I can see mm. how a lot yeah. of it 
was improv, mm-hmm. even though you don't feel the effects of it being like an improv, you know, show. If that makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah, for sure. What about you? You said as you far as yeah, no, I didn't really. I I don't. I think if I didn't know that, if I knew that beforehand, I may have been looking at it, like seeing for it, like looking for it. But now that I know afterwards, I'm kind of like. No, actually, the the plot really, like, they really did a good job of, like, staying course of, like, this is the story we're telling. And oftentimes in, like, I've heard on, there are some comedies, just straight comedy movies, that they do have a very relaxed set and improv a lot. And sometimes you can tell because it's just not, like, it's just too relaxed. Like, there's no plot, really. There's no, like, overarching thing of like where's this going it doesn't really make sense there are some movies by joe swamberg who apparently uh, he's a filmmaker but apparently he got canceled i don't know anyway that um there's actually a really good movie he made called he a lot of his movies were the same where he would just kind of tell them this is where i need you to go but you can go get there however you want there's actually a really good movie called drinking buddies with olivia wilde and jake johnson Anna Kendrick um, that is very good and is entirely improv the whole movie is improv and um, yeah, but that felt feels different than this this felt like even though there was a lot of improv there still was that core story of like and obviously I think the aspect of like obviously the end of the movie had to be like they're putting on the show like that's what they're yeah doing. and I think so. Molly and Ben who are the or Molly, who directed? Molly and Ben and Nick and Molly wrote it, right? Mo- Molly, Molly, and Nick. Molly and Nick directed it. And directed Noah, Molly, and Nick, I, and Ben wrote it. Yeah. I think that that's part of it. Like, I think that yeah. them being the directors really mm-hmm. helped. Um, and and them, being, them, like, you know, like Noah and Molly and Ben, this is Nick's directorial debut and yeah. Molly's. But Molly and Noah and Ben have all been on sets before like they've been in the industry for a long time so they know like what works and what doesn't yes yes yeah one thing they said oh no did you you learn no i was gonna say what else did you learn on your little listening tour yes well before we do that let's shout out i just want to shout out some lines from the movie that i absolutely (laughs) loved um i do i love the it's in the trailer the like the straight plays like there are straight plays, straight plays and then there are musicals yeah. and he and and um noah galvin's character is telling this to jimmy tatra's character troy mm-hmm. and he says there are straight plays and there are musicals and he said and troy says what's a gay play and noah galvin says i guess musicals <laughs> it's so good it's just so good you're it's like so yep. funny yeah so there's a bumper sticker in the beginning of the movie that says mom dad dot 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 i'm a thespian i'm a thespian yeah i was like wait i really need this sticker yeah there's a character a kid character which we'll definitely talk about the kids who is like the jock like straight character and i really just loved that because i'm a heterosexual straight male like i really and i do love that they all kind of like judge him like they judge him for like playing football and like throwing yeah. with the other the camp across the street there is there is that aspect too of like the kids across the street the rival the camp. camps yeah the rival camp which had very like camp rock two vibes yeah um it gave and... it gave the cheaper by the dozen to yes i was gonna other. say that i was just about to say that this is why rachel and i grew up in the <laughs> same generation <laughs> this yeah. is how you know yeah 
So I love that. And then there's just lots of little, I do, we get a great audition sequence, like a montage, which is so good. And I love Luke Islam, of course, who is so good in this movie, um, sings Defying Gravity. (laughs) And all I could think was like Ben Platt going up to his dad, Mark Platt, and being like, can we use this for this movie? And did he, did he have to pay for it? Probably not. So... (laughs) It's yeah. just so funny also because um, the I think the lights go out at that point or someone interrupts yeah. and mm-hmm. he's like, no, I'm going to be singing my last yeah. note. <laughs> like, yeah. Nothing will keep me from singing the final, so final point. Um, so I, I think one of my, I don't have the line memorized, but. Yeah, that's um, what's hard about this one. Like, so at first, obviously, La La Bland, if you're just tuning in, was Les Mis. Go back and listen to that episode. Super fun. But we've seen that movie like a million times. It's been out for over 10 it. years. We, and we could pause we have it. it. Yeah. Yeah. This one, but, um, it's a little bit harder. It's but. Film theaters. We've only seen it once. We will yeah. be seeing it again. But I was going to say one of my favorite things, which I think was in the second release trailer, which is when she's talking about her tear stick. The little girl oh, uses yeah. a tear mm-hmm. stick. And she goes, yep. you don't want to be yep. the Lance Armstrong of, of yes. theater. And it's just, mm. I mean, it was too soon, but it's not too soon. And it's so funny. Yes, that I actually have a quote from this, from that so scene funny. here. I found Get this online. It says, Amos looks over to Rebecca Day and says, she's using. And the little girl says, it's just chapstick, I swear. And Amos says, oh, my God, Mackenzie, I'm not mad. I'm just furious. You two should come from within. (laughs) I'm not mad. I'm just furious. It's so good. We'll link to that clip because that is released. It's so so funny. Also, the the camp by itself is in the Adirondacks, and it's called Adirondacks, which is just amazing. It's so brilliant. They shot everything the, about and, it was so funny. And yeah, so they well shot this about. in upstate New York. They they were they, in the interview I listened to with Ben and Noah. They talked about how they they debated on shooting in this place in L.A. that they found, but then they found this camp in New York, and it really was just like really helped bring the whole experience together all the kids stayed there um at the time they had to build apparently it wasn't like a theater camp they had to like build the bleachers and everything that was like something they had to add on to the to the theater space but yeah it is crazy um i want to talk about some production things and release stuff about the movie we talked about how it did premiere in 2023 um sundance film festival where it received two standing ovations from the audience once the film itself ended a special post-screening musical performance from the younger actors of a medley of songs from the film's finale they did a little live and i think there's a video of it so we can link it in our show notes yeah shortly after searchlight pictures which used to be fox searchlight but is now just searchlight because it got acquired by disney um acquired the rights for there was kind of a battle i read for this like people were Mm -hmm. kind of bidding for it but they bought the film for eight million dollars is what they bought um to be released this summer so that's super exciting um i have some fun facts later but we'll talk about that do it but oh um you don't want to do fun facts now well let's talk about this cast let's talk about the cast which we've already kind of we mentioned the four main stars yes um 
Molly, Ben, Noah, and Jimmy, which they they do kind of carry the movie. They're wonderful. I think Ben Platt and Molly Gordon's characters, their arc is so funny and just they're so they're good. hilarious. Again, Rebecca Diane, I don't know why that name is so funny. It's also the way every- that Amos says it, the way that Ben Platt mm-hmm. it's their chemistry together is so so funny. good. And yeah. their ability to be mm-hmm. the annoying theater nerd, theater kid people, theater camp mm-hmm. people is unbelievably accurate. And you're like, Ugh. That's you know I what felt. I just thought of? Would you watch this as a stage show? Like, would if this was a stage musical, would you? Like, wouldn't that be fun? I don't know, how how would you do that though with the kind of like mockumentary style? Yeah, it would be very different. But I I don't know. Like, a I feel like it would be funny to like put this on stage. See a play know. within a play. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Yeah. Book of Mormon Maybe. does that. Play within a play. True. That's true. <sighs> yeah. Um. Of course, you do have Amy Sedaris playing Joan, who is hilarious, um, and Caroline Aaron playing her friend Rita Cohen, That's who is my from favorite. yeah, from Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. She's so as soon as I saw her on screen, I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, it's Joel's mom. Uh, oh my god, yeah. it's so yeah. good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then of course playing this was the only actually I will say this was the only plot line which I thought was very funny but felt a little like forced was Alan Kim playing Alan Park in the movie who is the like kid agent <laughs> the like Broadway fake kid agent but I really like it because he's just so cute and he's like <laughs> constantly on the phone it's just so funny because yeah. you know there's but someone like that this is what I think is that if you had taken that whole plot line out it would like the movie would still be the same yes That's yes I, I agree I agree yeah. it's just yeah. adding comedy it's adding layers yeah. He's very funny, but and very cute. But he's not in the music. Like I wish he was in the musical. I don't know. I kind of the wish whole he was point in- is that he's not. That's right. Like I know. you know, you have multiple theater people. That's just like True. you know, there's a whole scene that didn't get added, but or wasn't added where they're doing mm-hmm. like tech tech stuff, and Noah yeah. Galvin's character is you know like teaching them. And he's Dracula-ing. It's just, so good. It's like things oh. like that where it doesn't matter to the plot, but it's yeah. just so funny, and I yeah. wish we had added it in. I love the part when Noah's character does the roll down the hill. That no, part is so I, freaking funny. Oh, my gosh, I, I love that I actually cried. I cried because yeah. it just kept happening. Yeah, yeah. Let's uh, talk these kids. So I'm going to name all these kids. Kendra Sanchez, Alexander Bello, Luke Islam, Bailey Bonick, Donovan Collin, Vivian Satches. Satch? Satch? Yeah. Quinn Tacombe, Jane Sabalowski, and Madison Laura. These kids were freaking amazing. They were so they were good. so good. Oh my gosh, so talented. So the podcast that I was referencing, um, Noah and Ben were on Take a Bow podcast, um, episode 165. Oh, Go, amazing. you know, listen to it after you finish this episode that we're, that we're, you know, you're listening to now. And I will link it in our show notes. Wonderful episode. Um, and they talk about, they talked about how the, uh, there was a big hurdle with studios, with financiers saying that because this was going to be an improvisational environment, they were worried that kids wouldn't be able to do improv and also do improv that was like narrative based, like that had to have the plot. And 
they said that um, automatically when they started auditioning kids that that was incorrect and that they improved way better than them and that they were scared. They were scared. They were like, oh, shoot, scared. we've been we've been doing improv our whole lives and that these kids are like better than us. So um, which I found hilarious and very funny. funny. Yeah. But yeah. they're just so good, especially the girl who um plays young joan in the show she was amazing and of course luke islam was amazing and then the little boy who plays conrad birdie in it in the beginning i think that Sebastian maybe Donovan. Jones. isn't that alexander yeah. bellow oh alexander bellow yeah 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 sebastian that's right but bailey bonick like is cool the kid. girl who plays Mackenzie, who's right who's yeah. the girl who plays little joan yes and then yeah. there's the one that leaves there's a plot line where the older joan <laughs> leaves the camp and is that i can't remember i don't know who it is yeah maybe Kendra it might be Sanchez. madison oh yeah one of them and um she and that's the because she leaves she gets an audition for what is she auditioning for a movie, I think, or a yeah. show, some kind of. It was something funny because she, and then she does ask Ben Platt for like callback Help. advice, and I, I love that scene. That's such a good scene. <laughs> so good, and um, he, she ends up leaving before the final performance, and that's, and that's why Noah Galvin has to go in and play old Jim in the production. Yeah, so good. It's so. But good. it was really like it felt like inspiring to watch these kids like do this and ben and noah talk about how like they really wanted to create this environment of like them really having their own theater camp experience while like filming the the movie and apparently like all the kids cried after they wrapped and like all these things and they like oh i know this sounds like so much fun it does sound fun it sounds like a real theater camp it does. It that's and that's what the vibe was. That's why I like yeah. it. Let's do let me talk uh we can talk about box office for a second. Okay. Um cuz it, it's doing fairly well. It's currently sitting at almost it's made almost 3 million total. Um which is very good for an independent film, but the film opened with 300,000, but it's a 50 thousand per theater average it was only at six locations and the reason why this is significant is because this was the strongest limited opening for searchlight pictures since 2019's jojo rabbit um so that's pretty high i love jojo rabbit low-key it was very good Mm So Jojo Rabbit made 349,000 in five locations and this made 301,000 in six locations. So that's pretty crazy. Very exciting. That's very good. It keeps going wider and wider each weekend. So maybe if you guys um, live in a smaller city it may be coming toward, you know, like apparently Hampton Roads, all of Hampton Roads. (laughs) Um, uh, is it, it will come to you but i'm sure it will be on streaming soon so I, I would i would not be surprised if it's on streaming soon so yeah very exciting um yeah. before we get into i do want to talk about one more thing before we do our fun okay. facts um awards you know we talked about Les Mis. we talked about all the awards that Les Mis was nominated for multiple i don't i won like two right um mm-hmm. 
But what do you think? Do you think this has any chances, like, of getting nominated for anything? I mean, the Golden Globe. I mean, who knows what award season is going to be look like with the writer strike and the actor strike and all of that. Um, but there is a. I think there. I think it's a really smart of them to write original musical because they could get a song nomination, even if the mo- movie's not nominated. It could get a song nomination, and it has but good critics. Maybe Barbie. Right. Barbie and um, there's something else. Oh, Peaches, obviously, from S- Mario. Yes. No. <laughs> Rachel is, is leaning down. In her- My head is hung. I can't. Yes. <laughs> My head is hung. Um, yeah, and I think, yeah, I don't, I don't think it, because there's, like, not super buzz for it, it won't, but I think this will be, like, a cult classic, but... Um, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I don't think it will get, unfortunately, I don't think it will get nominated. Yeah, I think it's a niche too. But I really, I really do think that it's one of those movies that people, it's going to stand the test of time a bit longer. I know that Barbie is obviously the big hit in this moment and right, and Oppenheimer obviously, but, and everyone will go see Barbie and Barbie will be culturally influencing, but like, what is the likelihood that you're gonna sit down 12 months from now and watch Barbie? I but mean, I do. I, I mean, will. maybe. I <laughs> maybe. But like the majority right. of people, the, a lot of this is buzz because they're going to see it. It's bringing people back into the theaters, and I think that this mm-hmm. is a movie that showcases it. It is for the people like us, and it's yeah. for the people under us who are like us. And it's. Mm-hmm. I think it's a comforting movie in some weird way, and I think it's gonna yeah. be like the trap. I think it's going to be like our parent trap-esque, our mm. Napoleon Dynamite-esque yeah. situation. Yeah. I watched Napoleon Dynamite so many times. Oh, my gosh. I think I've only seen it like twice. I'm pretty sure I've seen yeah. it like nine times, if not more. Wow. Yeah. Iconic. Iconic. Yeah. Is that like your favorite movie? No. It just was like very, <laughs> like people were really into watching it for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. It de- and I definitely think for theater people, which is like who this was made for anyway. And they, yeah. Ben and Noah say that like this movie was made for people that don't feel like they feel like theater f- was their like connection to finding people that they felt an in with and felt like they found home with. Would you get that from the movie really for sure? Yeah. Um, and that's super exciting. I don't think I do like Tick Tick Boom had its own thing. It had a, and I think that was like pretty niche. But I think this is even more like specifically niche. Yeah. Um. But it's exciting that like critics really like it and it's doing well. Absolutely, and, that means, and that it's doing well. Yeah, yeah, and then that means that more movies like this will be made, yeah. and that probably Molly Gordon and like Nick Lieberman and the whole writing team will get like get to do more stuff in the future which is exciting yeah 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 awesome do you want to hear some fun facts i found and i do i do yeah Mm -hmm. so from some of the interviews i listened to and some things that found online um noah and ben said in their interview on um, take a bow said that each character had a bible that had like their backstory and like things like that written. So each character could have that before they went in. And they basically talked about how they were like, it was kind of useless, but we did it anyway. <laughs> but it's so funny because that's yeah. what some of their characters say to do like during mm-hmm. the show. 
Yeah. So I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. Um, the it's so funny you say Parent Trap because the movie they um Molly Gordon in an interview says that the the movie's influences are Parent Trap is one of them, which I think is so funny. And I think that aspect is like the camp aspect of them like going to the camp and staying overnight and things like that. Um, but also Christopher Guest movies, which are very like mockumentary and improvisational yeah. Yeah. Um, and things like that, which makes sense. That does make um, sense. Noah and Ben talk about how the film was not officially greenlit until about like three weeks before they started filming. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I know. Um, they shot the movie in 26 days. So That's crazy. that is crazy that's fast right so fast i mean to put in reference like even like something like a movie like promising young woman which was a movie that came out in 2021 i think or 2020 um which was directed by emerald fennel and it had carrie mulligan they shot that in 30 days and that movie is like it had us like the script was like there was a very intentional script like all of this though and like Sarah Lennox's playbook was shot in under 30 days with Jennifer Lawrence and Bradley Cooper. Yeah. Like those seem like more intense movies to shoot. But this one in particular, I think what was obviously the budget, like they didn't, the budget had to be low. So that's why they had to shoot. And what I've heard about like movies and filmmaking, everything, all the, all these podcasts I listen to about Hollywood is that every day, every like minute you're losing so much money. Like every minute you're shooting, I can't imagine. you're losing like, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars. So that's, that's wild. Crazy. I know. It's, it's so crazy. crazy. Yeah. So the movie um, weeks into halfway through shooting the movie, they almost lost their financing and then someone, and then uh, they almost had to like basically shut down the movie. And then someone came in at the last minute and helped finance um, one of the production Was that companies. Will? I don't know. Yeah. So there's that Gloria Sanchez Productions, which is one of Will Ferrell's production companies. I don't know if he was at from the beginning or not, but yeah. they talked about Will Ferrell in this interview and they were like, he's a big influence on them just comedy wise. And so they were thankful that he um, helped. He's, he's really in that producing game. Yeah, I know. He's it, in his I did not know. Yeah. I did not. Well, he's also in Barbie, of course. Mm-hmm. So there's that. He's but also a, an executive. I'm pretty sure he's a producer on the Only Murders in the Building too. Oh yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. I I did not know he produced this. So when I saw his name in the credits, I was like, what? Um, yeah. And of course, Noah, Molly, Nick, and Ben all produce here as well. Um, and I find that. Um, and there's also exciting and there's also a lot of other producers there's like one two three four i think there's like 12 yeah 12 12 that's a lot of producers so you can tell it was like a a um low budget because there are a lot of producers um the the budget for the film was about 10 million is what i saw from doing Mm -hmm. it it was hard to find but it was about 10 million eight of that was for production and then two of that was for um, cast is what That's I saw. That's crazy. That's crazy. So, I know. Yeah. So wild. Um, let's see here. Joan, the name Joan came from Ben Platt's grandma. So Ben Platt's grandma's oh, name cute. was Joan. So cute. Um, and then they saved the final musical, the musical that they performed for the last three days of shooting. So that was the last three days. No. <laughs> I love that though. Uh, 
that, that's so good. incredible. Yeah. That's crazy. So great. Do you have any fun facts? I don't know if you looked up any. Oh, I didn't look up any fun facts. <laughs> that's okay. No. Oh my goodness. Yeah. These are, like I said, those Thank interviews. You, those and, are cool. Oh, of course. And the podcast, they're super fun. Um, and I would encourage you guys to listen to them because they're really fun. So. Yay. Fun Yay. fact. Let's wrap up this ship. We're going to do our, <laughs> our theater camp ship, our MVP of the movie rachel who was your mvp it can be a okay. thing a person a place a song oh we gotta talk wait 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 before we do the mvps let's talk about the songs let's talk about the songs oh yeah let me pull up the list okay yeah the music oh my gosh the music. Uh, Go all of these songs are originally written i believe by well I don't I don't know if Jess Ben Platt and Molly Gordon wrote them or all of them wrote them. Um, <laughs> so the I'm writers dying. here I see James McAllister and Mark Sonnenblick, and then Ben Platt, Sonnenblick, Molly Gordon, Nick Lieberman, and Noah Galvin wrote the songs. So the music the, the soundtrack is basically just the musical, the Joan Still. Mm-hmm. Joan Comma Still. So good. I love when they, there's a scene of them like announcing what the musical is, and that is so freaking funny. It's such a good oh my scene. Goodness. Yeah. Um, what is your favorite song? That's all I want to know. Um, I think I I really think that it has to be Camp Isn't Home. Mm-hmm. So good. Uh, which is the last official song um mm-hmm. in in the musical. But I would love to hear the bonus track, Peters, Foster, Streisand, and Lapone as a longer <laughs> version. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Um, but yeah, I really love the last song. And I know it's so, what's so funny is it doesn't make any sense. But yet I like was still somehow moved to tears because I was like, I, why do I feel so the good snapple. about this? No, it's so, Girl it's so snapple. funny. Okay. Yeah. The premise is that Molly Gordon's character, Rebecca Diane, was in charge of writing the last song for the musical. And she Mm. kind of flakes and Amos is really upset because um, unbeknownst to him, obviously she's been going to get an audition to get a gig being on a cruise ship. And so she hasn't written the last song and he kind of calls her on the BS, but in front of the cast of the musical and Mm -hmm. she's on stage and she's like, no, I've completely written it. And she has her little, what is it? Her little, stringed instrument oh yeah her little like mandolin or something yeah, i don't know what so it is funny. yeah and she oh just starts literally improving yeah the song oh, so funny and it's yeah. so like a kid with a snapple and like clearly there's a person mm-hmm. there with a snapple and it is just so yeah. funny and what is even better is that a lot of that ends up in the final version of that song that they sing at yeah. the finale of the musical which is at the end of the movie so if you followed that good luck good job but um it's amazing and i find it so funny and yet still the the music of that song is such a finale number that it like still moves me emotionally mm-hmm. even though mm-hmm. the words are insane it's so funny oh my god so funny. So what about you taylor what's your favorite song so I really love the staging and the performing of No Tomorrow, which is yeah. the one where 
Joan goes to Studio 54. And there's also like, and that in the trailer, they say like Q cocaine. There's like a whole cocaine secret of, of like them. And what I love about this and Ben Platt and Noah Gavin talk about this is that like, there's like always theater camps, like theater things where like little kids are putting on like these shows that are like so adult and it like doesn't make sense. Like little kids doing company or something or like, <laughs> and so yeah. like there's these little kids like talking about taking cocaine and like snorting. And in the, in the actual production, in the movie, there's like someone holding a giant nose and then there's like a string of like white um, boa. boa. It looks like a boa. Yeah. And it's, like, supposed to be the cocaine. Oh, my gosh. It's too much. And then, like, there's parents in the audience being, like, what am I watching right now? Like, what am I signing this? It's, like, yeah, like thinking about, like, kids doing Spring Awakening or something yes, like that. Like, yeah. yeah. Right. And, doing right. Correct. And also, I, I've realized this when we, we did an episode a long time ago about um, TV musical episodes. And I forgot to mention. I was thinking about this today when talking about this. I forgot to mention that in Gilmore Girls, my favorite show of all time, does a Fiddler on the Roof. Did we not talk about this? I cannot remember. I felt like we did talk about this because we Maybe also we talked did. about their musical in the in newer the... Uh, right but they do fiddle on the roof and it's a bunch of these elementary school kids doing fiddle on the roof and it's so funny and it gives <laughs> off these vibes of that yeah. uh oh it's so good um so, good. so no tomorrow but i also just love the sun salutation the sun salutation uh, oh, it's so <laughs> <laughs> and it's Noah Galvin dressed up as Joan, like singing to her son. And it's all about, what I do love about it is that Troy, the character of Troy, is really treated like this joke the whole movie. Like they're all like, "Why are you here?" Like every he comes to the auditions, and they're like, "I, I we don't want you we here." We don't need you here. Like, yeah. Again, the one uh, the straight character that's treated like <laughs> trash. Which Although he isn't a theater kid, so True. there's that too. Yes. That's why they treat him yeah. like this is because he's like. Yeah. You are act so broy and you know nothing about theater. Correct. Yeah. I think it says here in the Wikipedia, the crypto bro son is what it <laughs> says. <bro>. Yeah. <laughs> so good. But what I love about it is the first time he sees this song realized mm. in the show, it's they talk about him and it comes back together and it talks about how she like started this camp because she wanted because of him. like because of him and that's so beautiful and it really like brings it all home and it, oh, it's so good and it's noah so galvin good. just sings it so amazingly no and, noah i once yeah. again want to say noah like was Phrase. i was like i'm sorry what yeah. Yeah. i mean i know but yeah. also what right i know uh but um <laughs> let's well i think that's a good transition to go to our mvps now okay. now we can officially talk about our mvps, our MVPs. okay Ooh. Yeah. All right. I have two. I'm breaking the rules. And one of them is in the show and one of them is not in the show. Love it. Love it. My not in the show, in the show with air quotes, uh, MVP is the marketing team and the, and Mm, the, whoever is running their Instagram and their TikTok. That's you. Once again, you get points because I've now seen all these videos of stuff that I didn't see in the movie because it wasn't in the final cut of the movie. Mm -hmm. And now it makes me want to continue to follow them on social media and go back and see the movie so I can see the blooper reels. Like it makes me want to own all of the, like all of the things. And I just think they're doing the blooper reel for this movie is going to be amazing. Yeah. But I just like, it makes, I feel like they're doing a very good job considering 
like their audience and considering their mm-hmm. budget. And so I, I know we talk a lot about the Barbie marketing team, but I really think that this theater camp marketing team is, yeah. is doing really well. This the second sh- oh. shocked and Shuck. Barbie one, need yeah, to all like, just get one. You're a powerhouse. Award. You guys yeah. are like amazing. Yeah. What is happening? You know what what kind of edibles are you it, on? It, you know, it'd be amazing if it was like all the same people. <laughs> yeah. They're like, duh, we're amazing. We know it. Probably not, but that would be amazing. <laughs> But um, yes. yeah, so Which kudos to them. One? They're the big MVP. My second MVP is, of course, none other than Noah Galvin himself. Like, I, okay, the character, first of all, the character arc of him is so <laughs> yeah. good. Yeah. It, like, just of mm-hmm. his character, it's so good. And I'm yeah. not sure we he can take credit for that. But the way mm-hmm. that he acts his character is so good. Mm-hmm. It's, like, not overdone which it could so easily be and then he's just this big star and it's also not overdone like it could easily be and he's Mm -hmm. so freaking talented like he's talented in the show but then like he is talented because of the way that the production of the movie Mm -hmm. has been and I like know that because I've seen him but it was that moment I'm like are you more talented than your soon-to-be husband I think yes (laughs) whoa I really think statement. he is. Yeah. Because because I mean ben they're a power Platt, couple for sure. For sure. But Ben Platt yeah. to me can play very particular things. Like and yeah. he's trying to branch out, obviously, and and has with um parade. With, with but parade. Even right. that is like a very distinct thing. Noah is just very, I think, well versed and and mm-hmm. he could be well versed in doing a lot mm-hmm. of things. Um, yeah. and I just think I think also he's so precious and I love him. Well, Noah did also come from like sitcom. I mean, he was on the the Goldbergs for a long time. Yeah, yeah. So he's really good at TV acting too. Yeah. And he was obviously in Dear Evan Hansen, but he also did Booksmart. And then he did. If you haven't seen, he is first that first of all, spiritual sister to this movie. So good. It is the spiritual sister to this movie. And the reason you should watch it is because of him. He's so good in that movie. He's very, very good. Yeah. And Beanie Feldstein, of course, in that movie. And um Caitlin Deaver. So such a great movie. All Um, friends. I will say the four main leads, Noah, Ben, um, Molly, and Jimmy, Molly. are just so well cast. Like, they all yeah. really fit their... Like, I couldn't see Ben doing Noah's role or vice versa. No. And no. Jimmy is so good as Troy. Like, so well cast. And <laughs> He's so that's, good. I mean, they say, people say in, in the movies that, like, 90% of, of directing is casting. It's casting. And... Um, so I think that's and obviously Molly is like perfect for Rebecca Dane. But when she does like that, the the her her no, her music I class know. and she oh it's so good it's so good. Yeah. Okay, Taylor, who's your MVP? I also have two as well, and one of them okay. is the same as yours because that's Noah Galvin. Um, he is yeah he if if you know people were talking about in awards like I mean maybe this will be like we were saying maybe it'll be nominated for a Golden Globe because they do the musical or comedy so yeah. maybe it'll get there just because there might not be that much I mean uh, who knows about Color Purple or Wonka um, right. that are coming out this year if they do come out fingers crossed fingers um, crossed <laughs> yeah Noah is incredible I think if he would be up for any awards if anyone would he should because he's yeah. so good in it 
Um, and I think really shows his range. Like he is very subdued in the, and honestly, you're kind of like, where's his art going? And then yeah. by the time it gets to the end of him playing older Joan, it's so oh good. Oh my God. It's so good. so good. Yeah. My other MVP are honestly all the freaking kids in this movie. They are so good. I love when they do the office style pan to the kids and they look at the camera and they're just giving like, what am I doing here? Like, what the heck? I love the scene in the cafeteria where Noah Gowan's oh. character is explaining to Jimmy like all the different groups. And there's like the Fosse group and uh, what's the other one? The... The, the people like who West Side did, Story one, the, right? the people who did Rent last year. Oh, the people who did Rent, life. yes. Oh my gosh, so freaking fun. And what I love about it is they, these kids, are because you can tell they all love theater, they just commit so hard to this material. Yeah. They commit so, so hard. Good. I love when yeah. the kids are serving dinner. Mm hmm. So that, <laughs> yeah. Those and again, that that uh, speaking of dinner, that one shot of the it's in the trailer of the. Uh, the cafeteria lady pouring the wine and the chili. Oh, so good. So good. Yeah. Oh my God. So, so these funny. kids are my MVP. They're just so talented and exciting to see like where they're going to be in like 10 years. Like, yeah, that's exciting. So, and I'm sure if I was a little kid in this movie, I would be freaking would out that like Ben Platt and Noah Calvin yeah. were right in front of yeah. me. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Um, what is your big L for the movie? So biggest loser or loss for the movie. What do you think? My big L for the movie was um, the evilness or the lack thereof of the other camp and therefore the lawyer who was trying to take this camp because yes. of the financial status. I just so this needed... is one character we haven't referenced. This is played by Patty Harrison. Um, yes, and Caroline she Kraft. is like a yeah. lawyer that is mm-hmm. representing the other camp, the rival camp, who wants to buy the Adirondacks yeah. camp. Yeah, what is it? Lakeside? Is that what it's called? I think so, something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I just needed more from her. Like, I know that it that was not the moral, that was not like the point, but it it was obviously part of what was driving the plot. Like, was this financial comp like issue and the idea that they could be sold to another camp and be assimilated mm-hmm. and all that. And there just wasn't enough energy behind that to me. Yeah. To really sell to me that she was a bad person. Although I would say the only the redeeming part of that was the final the sequence when they're watching the musical mm-hmm. she's like i don't mm-hmm. really like this and troy is like facing forward and he's like i love this you know what i mean yeah. like just yeah. like completely ghosting her even though she's literally sitting right behind him mm-hmm. and that was made for pretty good comedy but yeah i just wanted more entanglement or mm-hmm. more stakes related to the relationship between troy and the lawyer yeah for sure and that does feel like again another plot line that could have been taken out and it didn't really need to be there. Um, yeah. The financial stakes yeah. itself could have been enough, I think. Yeah. Um, I just thought of this cause I do want to shout out the costuming in this movie is amazing, but all of Ben Platt's looks are so incredible. And Noah Galvin's stage <laughs> managing looks are so great. They're, They're so, so good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. What's your big L? 
my big L we kind of already talked about, but I, I think just the Alan King, Alan Kim storyline. He's so cute and I love him. But like, again, I feel like you could have added more things. Like, I, honestly, I would have loved to see, uh, and maybe just budget wise, I couldn't have done it, but a sequence of like Molly Gordon going to audition, like going yeah. to auditions. I think that would have been hilarious. And uh, again, it, maybe it just would have taken away from the movie, but I think it would have been funny to see her like sneaking away to do these auditions. Yeah. And I think there are moments like that at the scenes of Alan Kin pretending to be an agent. It felt like just one of these things they thought of on the spot and were like, oh, this would be funny. Let's call someone in to do it type mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah. So. I hear you. I hear you. Yeah. Yeah. All right. This is my favorite question, obviously. Yeah, let's ask the the biggest question of them all. Like, really, we can just end after this. Um, could, of course, the king of all movie musicals, could James Corden been in this movie, Rachel? And what role could he have played? <laughs> uh, all right. I think the big answer is no, he probably couldn't have. But maybe, question mark. If the budget was bigger, he could have. True. And I think that he would have played the evil lawyer. Ooh, okay. I think that's one one thing where he would have been really good at. I think in a world Or he could have been it, Joan. <laughs> oh my gosh, that would have been too much. I think in a world where it wasn't a younger Troy, I think it would have been funny to have someone like James Corden be Troy and he's this like older guy like still living with his mom, like that type of vibe. And then he runs the camp and he doesn't know what to do. Like yeah. that would have been funny. But keeping all things the same. I think that he could yeah. be the lawyer. Okay. I think. Yeah. I, but the other role I was thinking is that he could have been the dance teacher. That would have been oh, funny. Oh, yeah. that would have been funny. Yeah. 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 That's good. That's good. But, or he could have been the guy who um, was lying on his resume. He could have been that Janet. He could have been Janet. True, or he could have been one of the gay parents that was had the heterosexual son. His son came out as heterosexual. <laughs> he came and out as straight. End, and at yeah. the end, they go, we've always known. Yeah. We've always known. <laughs> so good. So good. Uh, so good. Oh, man. All right. All right, Rachel. Well, well the final question we ask to – listen, we do ask to you guys, too, so let us know what you guys think. But, w- Rachel, would you say we are um, – we oh, – let me redo this. Hello. <laughs> I know. Would you say we, Lala, we think, oh my gosh, we haven't done this in so long. I'm just glad we're not going to lose it, this recording. Is this Lala Bland yes, yes. or are we no, Lala Bland? Is know. that how you want to say it? Yes, okay. I think so. Okay, All right. Funny. Rachel, do we say that this movie is a Lala Bland or are we Lala fans or stands? I think I'm a stan for sure. I yeah. mean, there's no thinking. I know I am. I will be 100% True. forcing people who come to my home to watch this movie with me. That's right. Absolutely. We're having camp parties for years. Oh, I yeah. absolutely am a Lala fan stan. Um, <laughs> a fan stan. Um, a fan stan. I do enhanced stands. Um, What's I, your enhanced stand? Whoa. Whoa. I um, absolutely <laughs> had a fun experience, of course, watching this in a the theater by myself. I can't, <laughs> but I, can't I would love to watch it with other people and yeah. have more Lala fans of this movie musical. So we did it. Oh. Yay. Yay. Yay, theater yeah. camp. It makes me want to go see yeah. it again. I'm ready. Like, I know. Too bad there's I not know. an 830 showing. 
Well, that's past my time. <laughs> oh, 8.30 Central. Yeah. Uh, so good. Thank you, Rachel. Oh, thanks, Tay. Oh, Lala Bland, we're back in the... Guys, Theater camp? If there's a Lala Bland, if there's a movie musical-esque show that you want us to review like mm, this, yes, let us know. Hit us up. Send us a DM or right. whatever you do on threads these days. <laughs> I knew you were gonna mention threads. Oh man, I just hate every time I go and see Twitter. It just, it just goes back to X, and I'm like, wow, this is a lot. This it's, is a lot. This is like, giving like Fast and Furious vibes. <laughs> Fast X <laughs> or X Men. It's giving X Men vibes. It's giving the toxic masculinity I feel when I walk into my like mechanic and I have no idea what's wrong with my car. Like that's what it's giving. Wow. I feel that because I also go into the mechanic and go, I know nothing about cars. (laughs) Yes. Please don't oversell me. Exactly. Yeah. All right, Rachel, let's talk about our character of the week. I'm going to do the Carlton. (laughs) Wow. That came out of nowhere. Wow. Fresh Prince musical, I guess. I truly just, it's too soon, I think, um, with the Will Smith Mm. situation. But I, I do think Thanks. that we need some kind of music for Character of the Week. So if you know yeah. of some music that goes, let us know. If but you want to write a jingle site. for us to send <gasps> it to us. Yes, send, yeah, us a send it to us. We have our email, which I don't think we've ever talked about on the show. <laughs> Hello at theaternerdpod.com, I believe it is. I don't know. We'll put it in the show notes. <laughs> we don't even know. Um, yeah. We do check the inbox. Sometimes. Yes, I do. I check it, you know, every once in a while. It's there. Um, it's there. Uh, what I was going to say is, if you've never listened to a theater nerd podcast, what a time for you to listen on a La La Bland. <laughs> right. So it's not True. always like this. But yeah. this is it's not the always time. this long. <laughs> yeah. This is yeah. the time where we explore what theater character we're feeling like this week. So we think, what have we been feeling what have we been up to we talked to our therapist scour we do sometimes talk (laughs) to therapists and we scour the theater universe for the theater character who most embodies those things that's right and sometimes we break the rules and maybe i'm doing that this week um we would also love to hear your thoughts on this ethan slater's hamlet situation Very unhinged. Um, Lin-Manuel Miranda's new musical. We definitely want to hear your thoughts on that. And of course, yeah, of course, Theater Camp, the movie as well, which we had so much fun discussing today. Um, And of course, your characters this week. Who are you feeling like this week? Comment on our social media pages. Tell us who you are this week. You may get a shout out on a future episode. Rachel is currently voguing right now. (laughs) Voguing out. Uh, Rachel, who is your character this week? (laughs) This week, I was trying to think, because I know we were doing theater camp, I was trying to think of uh, a character who also is outside. Um, Mm. And that could be a lot of things. Uh, I also just literally last night watched Beauty and the Beast, the live action movie. So Mm. I was trying really hard not to be the beast. Um. That's not who I am. Anyway, I was thinking about what I've been feeling. I've been feeling like I've been up to some trouble. I've been causing some, one might say, mischief. And you know, there are trouble when I walked in. Exactly. (laughs) And um, there are these 
characters who they are mischievous and boy mm. do they monkey around oh i know where right, this is going i'm the wickersham brothers from yes. wicka wicka wickersham <laughs> the wickersham brothers yeah yeah, oh, I love them. I love the Wickersham. We we stand Sue's school here on this podcast. We stand so. school forever yeah. and always. Taylor, yeah. who are you this week? Yes. Well, as I said, I am absolutely breaking the rules this week because, listen, this week we talk a lot about work on this podcast. We mentioned it at the top. We have other jobs, but we do this right. so that the theater nerd cult can stay alive and that theater we're waiting for can... our big producer our will ferrell producer <laughs> will ferrell to come and produce our i would love for will ferrell to edit this podcast is really what i'm saying <laughs> anyway so we do have our regular jobs outside of this but so because of that i've been working a lot this week work i do realize i work in the hospital cool. and i only work three days a week but i also have a part-time job that so i did work um five days or four days straight in a row and i do realize that other people work five days in a row but but not 12 hour shifts yes exactly i worked three days in a row for 12 hour shifts and the other one was like a 10 hour shift so it was a long long week so um because of that i am actually not a character i am the musical working by steven schwartz (laughs) <laughs> the the uh, 1978 Broadway musical <laughs> Working. That's who I am this week. Uh, apparently, yeah. apparently uh, James Taylor also helped write the music um, oh and lyrics. Wow, Actually it's just crying. wild. But uh, to take a book, of course, to bring it back, Stephen Schwartz wrote Wicked. Wicked yeah. produced by Mark Platt. Mark Platt is Ben Platt's father. There we go. That's how we bring it back. Nepotism in full circle. <laughs> mm-hmm. We'll get there one day. Nepo, uh, baby. <laughs> Nepo. That's right. So working the musical, that's oh, all right, because I've just that's been That's so working. fun, Taylor. Yeah, I've not Full heard musical. anything from this musical. I know. I'm every character from that musical. <laughs> Oh man, wow. Well, if you would like to join in on our discussion today, check us out at theaternerpod.com or you can also find us on Instagram and Twitter, X at theaternerpod and on Facebook at theaternerpodcast. This is, we're basically, okay, for listeners at home, we're putting up X's and we're basically America's Got Talent now. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you all for joining us. And we will see you next week.